You are listening to a special edition iFanboy podcast on Thor. Welcome to a special edition iFanboy podcast on the film Thor. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. I feel like that title needs to have more in it. Thor. Yeah, I know. It's like Thor, Thor God of Thunder. Thor is just so short and sweet and simple. A mighty Thor. Something. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad when you, when you said hello to me. I should have said something like Verily or Good Day. I, good Day, my brother. Me thinks. Yeah, me thinks. This is a good day to podcast. <laughs> me thinks so, Verily. Mm. I don't plan to die today. We are at fanboy.com, and normally we talk about comics, but occasionally we talk about the comic book movies that come out. This is a big summer for comic book movies. Ugh. We haven't had one yet, have we? No. Remember. Oh, that's a very good question. Was there one this earlier the this year? big one. Yeah, this is the first big one. I mean, this summer is ridiculous, but I think th- this kicks off the summer series. How's that? We have Thor. We're going to have Green Lantern. We're going to have Captain America. We're going to have X. Oh, we had we had the green we had the Green Hornet back in January. Yes, that's right. Yeah. This is the summer that follows up from the 2008. This is how long it took them to turn everything around and put out new movies. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So in 2012 or 11, we'll get some more. Oh, this yeah. is 11. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. No, 2004. Wow. What year is it? How old am I? I have no idea. But so yeah, so this kicks off a summer of five comic book movies. Correct. Yes. So this is the first big major entry into the summer season. This is the first Marvel film we've had since Iron Man Two. Yep. This is the next in the series of incontinuity films leading up to the Avengers. This one is the most recent and probably going into it the most question marks. I think it was the one that, that, at least personally for me, I thought had the most opportunity to fumble. I was sure this summer that, that this would this would flop, and I, I'm obviously already going to – I feel like I'm wrong about that already. Yeah, it hasn't even opened, and it's already made $100 million. Um, no, <laughs> but um, – Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, no, I thought this was the one because the thing was is that like Iron Man – Iron Man was accessible. It was, you know, it was a, it was a rich guy, a defense contractor in a suit, you know, it was kind of Robert Downey Jr. and had a big star, John Favreau, you know, like all this sort of, it had a lot of things going for it. While Thor, it's like while Lord of the Rings did great in the movie theaters, it was like I I wasn't sure if audiences would take the whole Norse god thing. And, take it. No, but it, but it, and it, and it also it. and it also depended on how how heavy they they were with the Norse god stuff. Like if they that was my big question. Like if the whole movie was all you know, celestial and fighting and, and Narnia-esque and that sort of thing. You know, I wasn't sure if people would do it, but when I saw that second trailer and I saw a lot of Natalie Portman and a lot of Earth and a lot of, you know, kind of, I saw I saw a balance between the Norse gods and, like, the Earthbound stuff, and I said, okay, maybe this might work. That was going into it. That was my thought. Yeah, so that was definitely, I mean, Thor is, I wrote about it in my review of the film, is Thor is unusual. He's not just a superhero. He doesn't just put on a suit and fight crime. He's a, he's a god. So as Ron said, he's going to have dealings in his unearthly realm as well as the earthly realm. So how do you balance that? How do you keep it from being too, you know, Thor can be Thor can be too much at times with the flowery language and the the dealings in the court and then the machinations behind the, the scenes of the throne. You know that can be too much for the general audience, which is what you have to have for these films to be successful. But we saw the trailers; we were excited. We saw the film this week. What did we think? You know. I- I, I actually began to perk up a lot, I think, around the time that you start to see the first uh, reviews come in. You know, people are starting to be overwhelmingly positive. And I was like, oh, that's good. And, and by the time I got to the theater, I was thinking, boy, I, I hope I get that 
Iron Man one feeling again. Like I was and really that's what they're trying to, to recapture, right? Because yeah. the sequel, the Iron Man sequel, while made a lot of money, didn't it didn't capture anyone's imagination. Yeah. No. And no, especially uh, not Hulk, the director. And Hulk did okay in the box. I was Hulk. Also- didn't capture. It. I enjoyed Hulk. I, but Hulk is the forgotten Marvel film. Nobody mentions it. I feel like I feel like it's really and it's really underrated because I really did enjoy it. I really well, I did enjoyed, like I it. Yeah. Out of it. But again, like Iron Man, yeah. it, it wasn't a film people people talk about Iron Man all summer. Yeah, we and, still talk about Iron Man. And Iron Man two came and went. People saw it and didn't really talk about it anymore. Hulk came and went. So really, I think Marvel was probably looking to recapture that buzz to find out was Iron Man a fluke. Mm-hmm. And I think with Thor, we find out Iron Man was not a fluke. It was not a fluke, no. I mean, and, and it was funny that Josh mentioned that going into it, you're hoping for that Iron Man 1 feeling, walking out of it, that's definitely what I had. That's definitely what I felt. I felt that energy and excitement and that, oh, God, that was cooler than I thought it could ever be. Um, Josh, did you know that feeling too or did you not? Not to that extent. I, li- I liked it more after the fact that I thought about it. I think that one of the things that was different about Iron Man for me is that I walked out of Iron Man and I thought that was pretty much flawless. Whereas in Thor, there were a couple of things that, that did bother me. But one of the things that I really did like about Thor, I mean, overall, I really enjoyed it. I think I predicted it would be like a B plus, and I would probably give it about that. I thought the cast was very strong, especially a lot of the supporting cast. I think that I think Loki was the key to that movie. Oh, Loki was fantastic, and, and Loki was fantastic. If he hadn't have been, if he if he had played it. It, it, Tom, is it Tom Hiddleston? I think is the yeah, name. Yeah. If he had played it any differently, then it becomes an entirely different movie. Where if he had played it like, if he played Loki like an evil person, but he left it so ambiguous as he should have been. He's the trickster. You know, we don't really know where we stand with him. Was he doing it all for one reason? Who's he lying to? What is he? And that to me was the linchpin of the whole thing. Um, and Thor himself, I, I think that w- the big challenge, I, I think, is to make Thor look like something that is believable. And it's so hard because if you remember, you know, for years people would play cast the Thor and, and Dolph Lundgren was always yeah. the person they say. And, and, like, and they'd <laughs> name a bunch of wrestlers, none of whom can act, which is a really big deal about it. Now, the thing is you get a little bit of leeway with Thor because he's a little goofy. especially. And I think they played that up in the first part of the movie where he's just like, I am Thor. I am the best. Yeah. You know, and and – and they and I think that Hemsworth did that part really well. And also, I, I mean, honestly, I, I I don't I can't think of a movie that did uh, that did male cheesecake quite to the extent of this movie for a while. And and I'm, I'm I have no problem with that. It totally made sense. Uh, you know, and they're trying to get a, a bigger audience. But uh, he, you know, he looked the part. He certainly was was nice and big. I, I and, thought, yeah, I have no problem with Hemsworth at all. I thought he was great. I mean, I know a lot of people had a problem with some of the dye jobs, you know, like the hair and the eyebrows and the beard oh, that, and all that stuff. But like, I, I totally didn't care. And beard. The, the the whether the a lot of people were, were worried about the accent and stuff like that. I thought everything worked on every level. And actually, I com- heard, yeah. yeah, I heard the Australian accent a couple times when he yelled. Yeah. But um, Connor and I were actually talking about this. The the what I thought was the the secret weapon of this movie was the was uh, two things was the humor um, mm-hmm. way funnier than I had thought going into it, um, and even like both stuff happening on Asgard as well as on Earth. Um, you know, like like Heimdall made me laugh. You know what I mean? Really? Like, yeah, well, totally. Yeah, like, okay. like, yeah, like there was that one scene when, when he, you know, when he helped the Warriors three and he's like, all right, well then, you know, like it was just like they, 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 they there was this tinge of, of personality to nearly every character that, you know, that didn't make you, you know, laugh out loud, like cracking up, but like there are things that made you just kind of like, kind of, you know, made me kind of chuckle and that sort of thing because it, it, it worked. Really, 
fine line. Yeah. And well, I, I think I, that they, they walked that really well. Yeah. I think the, what, what the vibe, I, I, and I totally had the Iron Man vibe coming out of it too, and I, I'm still deciding if, it's better, if I liked it more than Iron Man. It's, it's up there. Is the fact that it retained the fun vibe. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying Iron to get Man, to. Iron yeah. Man, the first film, was so much fun. Yep. It was an action movie, but it was funny the whole time through. You could tell that Robert Downey Jr. was having a blast. You could tell that Tony Stark was having a blast. Yep. And as a, as a result, you had a blast. And I think in this film, Thor's having a blast. Even when he's upset, he's still kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. And... and, and the fun and you're right. It is this was much funnier than I thought it would be. Oh yeah, no, that's, and I think that was the real key to the film. Was because yeah. you don't get caught up in the dour machinations of Loki trying to steal the throne from Odin. You want to you want to keep it light, even so that the light elements prop up the dark elements and and vice versa. Yep, and I think and I think the other the other aspect of it that you know I think that the humor and the fun of it was great, but also and then you know Connor, you made the reference in in the in your review on on the site on ifanboy.com. Um, this this felt like Thor the Mighty Avenger that com- the Roger Langridge Chris Omni book. This felt like that come to life. The this, this scenes on Earth with him and Natalie Portman like they had they had chemistry, yep. like that. It was it was palpable and it was like and they played that. And I don't know if that's because Natalie Portman is an Academy Award winning actress and she's so good at it, or or whether she really did want to jump Hemsworth bones or what. <laughs> you know who knows. I kind of wanted to jump his bones. Yeah, exactly. But um, but like there were scenes where like it, that chemistry was there and it worked and it was really believable and. Like, I think it was the, like I said in the review. I think it was the best we've had. The, the Tony Pepper, and we had the Bruce uh, Betty, and I think this of the three, this was the best, most believable of the romances. Yeah, totally, totally agreed, totally agreed. Um, and you know, and that that combined with the humor and the stuff on Earth was great. I mean, Thor on Earth was hysterical at times, and it was you know the word that I used um, was charming. I yeah. thought it was very charming, and in, in sort of in in that that classic sense where. I, I don't know. They just kind of charmed me, and actually got past some of the some of the elements that I think would have not worked uh, if if it didn't have that part. And, yeah. and I don't know if that's because Natalie Portman is a is a great actor as much as she is. I mean, she like it depends on the role, but she's kind of herself. Her you know her playing herself. We've seen that lots of times. But there's something very you know appealing about it. Obviously, yeah. She I thought she was great. Also, uh, Kat Dennings stole scenes. Oh, I thought she, I thought she was great actually, and I actually heard uh, apparently she tested so well in test audiences that they put more of her in the movie, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. is you well, know she, she's the comic relief character. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I thought you know like the uh, physical comedy. I thought when they you know they, they they go back to find Thor in the hospital and he's gone. They they go to we got to find him. They back up right into him. And the way his yes. the way that was staged, when he, he appeared in the back, he sort of looks at them really quickly and they run him over again. Yep, <laughs> was, was just perfectly staged. And then the. Uh, for me, the joke of the film was the when he barged into the pet store looking for a horse. Yes, that was very funny. <laughs> well, barring a horse, a big dog. Well, I, actually, the, the thing that made me laugh the most, which was something that uh, Josh missed it, and and it was towards the end <laughs> when um when so you know st- we're, we we did we do a spoiler warning. We need to do a spoiler warning. Spoiler but, warning. Yeah, but we're talking about what happened in the movie, yada yada. But so at the end of the movie, when Thor and the and the Warriors Three and Sif are going to leave Earth and go back to Asgard. And they're saying goodbye, and, and he's talking, and he and he turns to Agent Coulson from Shield, and he goes, "Son of Cole, I am your ally." And like, yes. I just, and I laughed out loud because he called him "Son of Cole," because <laughs> that was such a clever like Coulson. Yeah. yeah, okay, that makes sense. Like the 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 bridging of the Asgardian way and the you know American way is it was rife with humor, and and I thought they played it just enough that it wasn't dorky or goofy. 
but it was believable and like and you know like and the thing is like you know for half the movie the first half of the movie you know Natalie Portman and Kat Dennings and Stellan Sarsgaard are sitting there with their jaws agape because yeah. they don't know what they've stumbled upon but um you know so so the quick the quick plot summary is Thor is the heir to the throne of Asgard but he's an arrogant jerk so greedy Odin, so Odin sends him down to earth powerless with without his hammer He's, he enchants the hammer with the famous enchantment that whosoever shall be worthy can possess the power of Thor. And he wants to teach him humility, so he's, he's powerless on Earth. Meanwhile, um, without Thor, to protect him, Loki makes his play for the throne in Asgard. So those are the two parallel stories. One is Thor finding the path to not being a jerk, and Loki hmm. trying to take over the, uh, the throne of Asgard. And those two storylines, of course, collide, as all, all, all parallel storylines do, which would make them parallel, but you know what I mean. And uh, <laughs> so then, you know, that's how that's basically the, the gist of the movie. And I thought the pacing of that worked really well. I thought you got just enough time on Earth, then you get right back to, to, to Asgard, and then you came back to Earth, and you got back to Asgard, and you got the slowly, slowly, they inch closer together. It, and uh, I think it really worked really well. As, as far as set pieces go, I thought that it was they really set up what Asgard was about very quickly. And then before you had time to get bored, they were like, we need them to fight somebody. So they sent them to Jotunheim. And so you have a big fighty action sequence, which was, which was for my taste, a little too quick cutty. Like I was like, okay, what well, can't count? You know, maybe that, it had well, something to do with and, the 3D. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, that gets into the, 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 one, the one only criticism I have for the movie is the 3D. And just the fact that, and Josh, you made the comment, which totally made sense to me, was that the 3D adds a level of darkness to the movie. Like it made the screen that much darker. And those scenes in Jotunheim were, because they're already dark, being frosted and all that kind of stuff it was hard to see what was going on yeah and you can't like if you take the glasses off and you look the brightness and colors on the screen are exactly what they should be but then i'm basically putting on sunglasses yeah and so you know everything was sort of dulled down a little bit and when you got to those jotunheim scenes uh you know you can go see it in 3d or 2d I, you know I, I i didn't see any benefit to seeing it in 3d yeah I don't, and the thing not. about the thing about 3d is that i don't think it was no like oh my god it's in 3d but then it wasn't like oh it's getting in the way like it never got in the way i i don't like yeah. it yeah, but, so. yeah. I, d- I don't know anybody who's like, I can't wait for more 3D. I've never heard that from anybody. Yeah. Well, when Step, uh, up, when Step up 4 comes out. Yeah, exactly. Step Up 3D was awesome. So, so I thought, you're right. I think the cast was fantastic. I thought Brana did a good job keeping the pace. Uh, I liked the actual look we shot. It was a lot of canted angles. Yeah, well, yeah that, was the, that, yeah, that was the one thing is that towards the end of it, I was like, wow, can he, you know, the camera's diagonal every time it's on Natalie Portman. And, and like, it, it was a lot of diagonal. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I noticed it towards the end. I, you know, it was one of the things that when we when we were talking about 3D is that I had a hard time when we were in Asgard. Like, I couldn't tell if it looked bad or if that was just the 3D. Like, I couldn't tell if it was bad matting or it looked like it was a big CG thing behind them. It was yeah. it was hard to tell. I think from time to time. Um, but as far as like you know the way that the hammer worked and the fighting and the stuff that the, that all seemed to work pretty well as far as, as effects and things like that the twirls were good. Well, and, oh man, the the, 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 the yeah, oh the, the when he was when he the first time he was spinning Mjolnir uh, against the frost giants and shooting ice at them, I was like, oh that's so cool. And the first, and like and the thing was like I thought I thought Thor would fly a lot more than he did. Yeah, I think it was good that he didn't. Yeah, because every time he did, it was like awe inspiring. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, you know what? I really, one of the things I really like is that you see, you've seen, we've seen the hammer for years in the comic books, yeah. but they really played up the impact of it when it would hit somebody or be yeah. thrown at somebody. The speed of it, the force of it, the sound of it, all those things. And I thought that that was something that really needed to be sold well, and it was sold really well. Yeah, you know, Re- really. I think, um, and then conversely, I think one thing I think they were really afraid of and downplayed the helm. Which I think was a mistake. That was the only thing I was yep. my only negative. Literally, literally, my only negative point in the film is I wanted him to wear the helmet more. Yeah, he, I like the helmet. He wore it in the opening scene, and that was it. 
You never the, the suit was pretty good, though. The suit looked the great. The suit was I awesome. Think, yeah. I think the stills did a little bit of a disservice to the Asgard. They always do. Films. The stills always do a disservice to the yeah. suits. Yeah. You always have to see them in motion. In the, I, I liked the sort of general design of Asgard, and everything was huge. I uh, loved the art direction of Asgard. It was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I was talking to somebody after the film came out. After the after the film came out. After we came out of the film, that it, for me, it felt like the first time we really truly saw a Marvel film. Yeah. Like the yeah. scope of it and the art direction and the way Asgard looked, it really felt epic. Yeah, you know, Iron Man was was great, and it, and it, but it, it was very small and focused, which was good. I think it needed to be. I, rem- I remember. I remember. It's huge. It's like huge canvas to play on, and I liked that a lot. Asgard felt like a Kirby drawing. This huge vistas and and the, you know the, the stars come and the, the big buildings and the, and the costumes. It really felt like that. And I, I, yeah, I felt like you know this great mash of Kirby and Simonson, and like it, it really had yeah. a lot from 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 Thor comics of the past. One thing is that when we first saw the Rainbow Bridge, I was like, oh. I oh, like, I loved it. No, no, no. But, yeah. that, but, but hang on, let me finish my thought. I, You're when wrong. I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, but by the end of the movie, I loved it. I thought it was perfect. I as soon as good. I started to see the sort of prisms of it going through that, I was like, it is a rainbow bridge. They're going with that, but it's something that works. Because if it had been a, you know. Literal rainbow. Gay yeah. pride you know, yeah. <laughs> streak yeah. of colors, it would have been goofy looking. But it was like a, a neat way to do it. And there's that edge of the world. I mean, I, for me, one of the real, real high points was the rainbow bridge and the Bifrost and Heimdall over yeah. there. Totally. It, you, it was funny because there was all one of the earliest controversies about the movie was everyone was like, "Can Heimdall be black?" And it was like that wasn't even close to an issue. Yeah, like he, he was fantastic. It, yes, he bought it one hundred percent. There he was both completely stoic and also just a little bit wry. And it was it was a lot of fun there, to watch. There was, I mean, there was no there was no problem with Heimdall being black, as just as there was no problem with Hogan being Asian. Yeah, you know, like it, it just it, it, it everything worked. Um, I, I thought Heimdall was great. I thought he, like I said, like there, I found humor in him. Like that was, you know, like there were a couple of moments where he laughed. I loved the Bifrost. I thought that was so cool. I love the the cross section of science and magic and how they they give a plausible reason that this exists in the world from that a was scientific very standpoint. well explained. Exactly. Yeah, I really liked that, and I liked that by the time by the time the, at the end when the frost giants invade Asgard and he's he's been frozen. And he's on the bridge, but he's slow, you can slowly see the ice cracking. And I was just like, hmm. break out of that. I tell kick their asses. Yeah. And he did. I love the idea that he sees everything all the time. And yeah. they, he's like the watcher. They represented that really well, yep. I thought. And they, they used it correctly, and, and it was good. And um, the, so the Warriors 3, what do we think of them? They were good. I mean, they were, they were comic relief. They were yeah. fun. I, I really enjoyed them when they came to Earth the most. Yes, that was hysterical. Like when they not, were knocking on the door. And, yeah, I, that was, I thought that was a really good example of why superhero costumes and stuff look goofy in yeah. real life. Yeah. Like it was just, and if they were supposed to, they were playing it in that yeah. way. I was fine with them. I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't buy, uh, what's his name? Ray Stevenson so much. You didn't he like just like a big, tall, thin dude with a belly patch. I think it would have been funnier if they had like a, like a really rotund guy. Yeah, like his beard looked kind of fake, and I, he just looked like he was playing a character. That, I, I was buying him, I guess. Yeah, I like the character a lot, though. I like Sif a lot. She was really Sif good. was good. Yeah, she I, was good. You know what? I love the I love the destroyer and the destroyer scene. Yes, that the was destroyer great. was such a great design and yeah. such a cool like that sound. Yep, it was an awful sound. You didn't even want to hear it. Yeah, but that sort of like that when he opened it. it uh, his helmet and it's that hollow, you know, it comes up from within. And all I gotta say is, I just did not want to own a car in that movie. That that <laughs> destroy destroyer does not like cars. I was totally having like a the, uh, the jerk moment. Yeah. I was like, he hates these cars. <laughs> Can you stay away from the cars? <laughs> right, let's talk about fan service moments. Yeah. Um, I believe we briefly saw the Eye of Agamotto in the trophy room. Yep. There and there is of course the Hawkeye cameo in the middle, which not my Hawkeye. 
That was Which, it was Clint Barton. It was Clint Barton. It was Hawkeye, my friend. Gosh, that is Hawkeye. He's your Hawkeye. Yeah. So yeah. So so when so the Shield agents find Mjolnir, you know, in the crater, and they set up camp around it, and and when Thor goes in to get it back, Agent Coulson makes a call, and a guy goes to grab a gun, but then pauses and grabs the bow and arrow, and runs up into a crow's nest, and it's and he, and Coulson goes to him on the walkie-talkie and says, "Talk to me, Barton." And I thought it would have been cooler if he had something if he, purple. If he had done anything. <laughs> some, something purple or like a bull, something to tie him to the comics, but it was just Jeremy Renner. That's all yeah, it was. Yeah, well, I, I, I like he, he was a little bit funny. Yeah. Like, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't laughing a lot funny, but he was like, yeah, I'm starting to root for this guy. Like, it was, I thought he, I thought for the brief amount of time he had on screen, did a good job of kind of establishing a character. Not the a pro- The only character. problem with it was that it, ha- it served no point because he didn't do anything. So, like, they sent him up there, and if you didn't know who he was, you didn't know what was going on, you're like, why did we just spend five minutes with this guy? Yeah. We didn't do anything. Like, it's a, it was a weird choice. It was like a fan service for the sake of it. But they hung on him a lot, a lot longer than a lot of those kind of things do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, I mean, like, yes, it was a cameo, but he was in it for, it was like a good couple of minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and like, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Yeah. So he didn't get a chance to show off that he was an amazing archer. You're just like, so why has that guy got a bow? Like, yeah. And I'm trying to think of it from the point of view of somebody who doesn't know. Right. Uh, it didn't for establish. Also, yeah. But it, he wasn't there for people who didn't know. He was there for you. You specifically, Josh. Yeah, specifically. Uh, and well, despite rumors and despite the dis- the giant display last year at San Diego Comic-Con, there was no Infinity Gauntlet in the film. Yep. Yeah, we heard it was, we heard it was edited out. Um, really? For some yep. reason, yep. Which which is interesting, and then the big one is the post credit sequence, which they came back to because they got in, in Thor in our. Oh, there's been too many in Hulk. It they was, moved it to the front of the credits because everybody got pissed off about Iron Man. Yeah, and in, did Iron Man two have one? It must. Yeah, have. yeah. It was the hammer. Oh, you're right. That was actually a post credit sequence. So they've been, it they've was been used used in this movie. So. Uh, in this, in this, in the postcard sequence, this time we have the Doctor, uh, the Scarlet Scars God, uh, who's now hooked up with Shields, and they've brought him to the compound, and he talks to Nick Fury about their newest acquisition, and it's the Cosmic Cube, which I did not see coming. I, I didn't see that coming, and B, you you also forget the moment that you, we see in the reflection Loki, yep. and that the, was the cool part about that, it, the Cosmic yes. Cube, whatever. But yep. the Loki, Loki has, part, Loki has seemed to have embodied the Doctor. Yep, he's, yeah, he's possessed that him. I like. Which means Loki is the, the problem. The, the fun thing is, I have no clue where they're going with the story. None. Because yep. who? I, I, it, it looks like they're setting up Loki to be the bad guy in the next film, but maybe they're not. Or the in the Avengers film, but maybe they're not. They could do a lot of things. But the funniest thing about that was, and this is even worse than Hawkeye. After the credits played, after the scene played, the lights came up, and behind me somewhere, two guys. I, one guy number one goes, "What was that?" Guy number two goes, <laughs> "Cosmic Cube." Long beat. Guy number one. What's a cosmic cube? That's kind so of like, what I thought too. But yeah, like there was that was that was the most insidery one we've had. Like absolutely the other one yeah. made more sense. This one, there was no explanation at all. You yeah. had to know what that was. Yeah, and that, that again, it was fan service for the fans, and we know what it was, and so you know, so it's like, oh man. Man, for forty thousand people, that was really a treat. <laughs> you know, and and that's the thing is that if if Loki is the villain in the Avengers movie. Well, Whew. We, well, that it, ties into the Avengers origin. So, well, right, yeah. because Loki sort of yeah. gets the team together. This night, he's, well, he may not necessarily be the villain, but he'll have yeah. something to do with the yeah. forming of the team. So, Connor, you had one complaint. It was just that already been addressed. Ron, did you? Are you one hundred percent behind this in every way? Uh, well, my complaint was the three D, the darkness aspect that's not of it. The film. That's the pre- that's the presentation of it. Yeah, film wise, no. Yeah, I don't really. I don't have any problems. I don't have any holes in the story. I don't have any holes in the acting. Nothing annoyed me. I give it. A, I give it an A. I think that like one of the things that I like, it's just like 
if it hadn't been charming, that it, there, I think there were things that it got away with. Uh, I think the town was the most fake-looking little town set I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the budget on this movie must have been... <laughs> I know. It was just like, here's, here's eight buildings in the desert. Yeah. More fake than the Blazing Saddles town they used to fake the bad guys with? Well, that's supposed to be fake. <laughs> um, and it, I, I, had, I think in the beginning, I was looking at this triumvirate of Stellan Skarsgård, Kat Denning, and Academy Award winner Natalie Portman, and they're just driving around together. And I'm like... This seems kind of weird. Like yeah. it, it just seemed kind of silly for sort of like actors of that caliber to just sort of, sort of go from place to place and exchange some quips and then go to another place. And it, it was just kind of weird until they had something to do later. Wow, you uh, really don't like fun. No, <laughs> I just they were funny. Yeah, I I I, I love that. I love their the 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 whatever it they was. They had a great chemistry between the three of them. Yeah, I, th- I think they had a great chemistry, but I also love the set. I love that that round fifties like whatever that it was. was. Just weird. It was cool. It was awesome. I thought yeah. it, you know I thought it was really cool. But yeah, no, I mean this, the town was very very sparse. I mean it's middle of nowhere in New Mexico, and you know that makes some some sense. But it was like wow, it's it really the, empty. I think it was the same town from the movie Cars. <laughs> I thought, I thought Stan Lee had his best cameo. Yes, I could have done with could have done without the JMS cameo. He was a long one. That was an extended one. Yeah, that, that was, was long. Hawkeye's cameo. He got a he got a he got a comedy beat. Yeah, and also I, I like there, the there, redneck uh, the redneck situation trying to pull the hammer out. That was funny. Let's have a party. S- some other cameos that people might not have uh, caught was at the very end at the big table um, in Asgard. Walt and Louis Simonson were at the table. I did not see that. Yep, you didn't mention it. Also in in the movie was uh, uh, editor Ralph Macchio, Ralph Macchio, but apparently you just see the back of his head. You don't actually see his face. Still get a sad card for that. Yeah, uh, maybe so. not. I don't know. But that's cool that they got some of the classic creators in there. They didn't get Larry Lieber though. I think that I hate my brother. Um, I think that is, overall the film is very successful. I don't know how it's yeah. going to do box office wise. The Fast Five film is a behemoth right now, but I think from a tonal standpoint, from a craft standpoint, from a film standpoint, they did a really good job of, I would say, writing the ship. Yep. The ship wasn't sinking, but after our Hulk and Iron Man 2, it was not pushing along as quickly as it was after Iron Man. Now, and, and I don't know if this is a criticism, but one thing that I did notice is that overall, it didn't feel like a film. It felt more like a comic book chapter than a film on its own. Like there was a, there was a, there was a sort of conflict that was sort of taken care of, but it was definitely like a big open door at the end, and it felt like a, a first chapter. Not so much a first act because it was more than that, but it was definitely like setting a stage rather than than being its own thing, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But it was a different feeling, I think, than than say like an I Iron Man. I see that a little bit, but I thought there was a complete arc to the story, which was really about Thor. <laughs> it was his emotional arc. Yeah, yeah. From the beginning, jerk point to the end, where he's well, every I, woman's dream. What I thought was interesting was that it was a very streamlined clear story and you're right it was about thor and thor's maturity and 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 also the the turning of loki you know i really like that yeah which i thought was great but yeah i mean it wasn't that it wasn't super super complicated which was kind of good you know i was kind of i'm trying to wonder though as i was thinking about it whether or not this is going to be as accessible as iron man was i don't i don't i don't don't know i don't think so i think think in some ways it's more accessible because it's not so superhero-y yeah it's less superhero-y than Iron Man is. It's I would just, like to see... Everyone knows who Thor the God is. Yeah, I mean, I that's, like that's, a, that's a funny thing, actually, because it's um, actually who uh, James at Isotope posted on, on his website on isotopecomics.com, like, a uh, reaction to people saying nobody knows who Thor is. And he's like, he's been, you know, the, the object of legend for thousands of years. Every, yeah, you know, I agree. A lot of people know who Thor is. Everyone knows a, the yeah. name Thor. Yeah. You could do a movie about Hercules, and not everybody knows anything about it, but they would know. You yeah, know, well, like, Disney did a movie about Hercules. There you go. But it's the same kind of thing. Thing is what I'm saying. Josh, what were you about to say? 
I would like to see a deleted scene of Thor's night out drinking. Yes. That was, I want to see they cut away from it. It was fun for that, but I think that a lot of good stuff could be in there. That was and that was fun. that was funny too. There's a lot of consistently funny character stuff going on. I think I think that was one of those things about with Thor being charming. Like he like oh, he's a guy I want to go out and have a beer with. Yeah. And and he can hold his own because he is a god. Already, you know, so the budget of this movie was 150 million and internationally it's made 125 so far. So yeah, we'll another hundred for for marketing and, and yeah and yeah, sure yeah but but I mean that, that, that's DVD sales in the first week yeah I think it'll be successful I really do I think it's too much fun to not be yeah. it's not going to be Iron Man successful no like, and I don't think it will and and all the tracking all the Hollywood tracking that I've read so far says it's not going to be I think they're guessing it's going to domestically it's going to do about like 180 million that'd be a, that'd be a failure if it was you th- no not yeah, at all that's, yeah absolutely it's a lot if of money say domestically money. plus the hundred they're already. they're comparing that to Iron Man's two twenty. Yeah, I think that I think it's slow. I think that's slow, but we'll see. I think that, I think momentum is building now. Yeah, yeah. I we'll think see. that's that was a real good. That was a key indicator that that people are coming out strong for it. I think I saw on Rotten Tomatoes as like as of yesterday, it was ninety two percent or something. Like that. That's yeah, it's ridiculously high. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's just insane. But um, I hope it does great. I mean, because if 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 this does great, then that means you know you know we tack on another two movies after Avengers. You know, like that sort of thing. Like I want to see another Thor movie. I honestly and, do. And, and the yeah. better the movies do, quite honestly, the the more resources they're going to put into the comics. Yeah, exactly. Really, that's that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. So cool. And now, and now the worried feeling switches over to Captain America. No, it switches over to X Men for me. Well, it's not. I'm not talking about in, in the in this continuing story that's happening. Oh know. right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. now the next chapter is Captain America, and we get to worry if people will embrace the World War Two super. I think I think they will. I, I think that it's, it's it's a no brainer. I think they have to. It's Captain America. It doesn't get any 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 more American than that. Does the killing of Osama bin Laden make Captain America more appealing? People more like USA. Maybe it might be. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> if he that was, that was maybe too deep. Apple pie and shooting off fireworks while he's fighting Nazis was that. Was that That'd be brilliant. They should they should give out bottle rockets in the theater. <laughs> That's not a good idea. It's not no. So to so to recap it, Connor and I give it glowing. I loved it. I absolutely had I had so much fun. At so A plus or an A? Uh, I'm gonna give it a strong A. I want to yeah. see it another time. Yeah, so do I. So and strong A. And so Josh gives it like a C minus. I said like a B plus, but like I said, the further <laughs> I got away from it, the more that I thought about, it, the more that I that I liked it. It got stronger in the in in so thinking about it afterwards, as opposed to when you think about it afterwards, you start poking more holes in it. Do you want to do you want to see it again? Yeah, but I would probably wait until I saw it at home on two, on glorious 2D. Oh, I mean like on your TV? Yeah. Oh, wow, you really don't like going out. I can't, it's expensive. <laughs> you gotta get a babysitter. It's a whole thing. I do really want to see it in 2D now. I want to I want, I want to try to make my next viewing to, to see the difference because yeah. good luck finding while, while, good luck finding it. The only, that's the problem. They're making it really hard. Yeah. The only time I I really did notice it detrimentally was the first action scene. But after that, I didn't notice it affecting it either way. But then yeah. again, maybe it was. I just didn't realize it until I see it in two D. Yeah. Maybe maybe it would be awesome if it it'll was be some other kind of movie I've never seen before once it's in two D. Or maybe the Infinity Gauntlet would be there right in the plain sight, and I just were like, "What happened? Where was yeah. it?" It's right next to the eye of Agamotto. It was, it was so in three D that it was past my head, and I couldn't see it. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. All right, yeah. so so next do, so ne- next up is X Men uh, early June. So that's going to be our next uh, movie to to tackle in terms of uh, how Josh can poke holes in it and how Connor and I can enjoy it. 
He's, I think he might be more excited than any of us for that one. <laughs> I lo- really like that trailer. It looks great. Oh, God. The, I'm not going to be the one poking holes in that one. A little yeah. Captain X-Men continuity over there is. It's true. Well, but, I, but, I, but the thing is, I accept the, 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 uh, sure you do. the liberty they take with it. Sure you do. Yeah. No, I do. <laughs> the movies, you can't, you know, whatever. Anyway. So, okay, cool. So go to ifanboy.com. We're going to have a whole post about the movie. want to hear what everybody thinks about it. I'm excited. I think I think there's a lot of goodwill around this film, so that's always yeah. a good thing. People Thank enjoy the film; it's always much better. Yeah. Make sure to check out the uh, video show we did just this week too, talking about uh, Thor and some Thor artists and, uh, and that Simonson book. Yeah, oh. oh, so good. Thor comics. So until next time, yep. enjoy for for Asgard. <laughs> for Asgard, verily. Forsooth? For no, Sooth? not forsooth. That's not right. For Sue? <laughs> Who's Sue? It's a boy. <laughs> Mountain drive.